0: Angie Coombs The waterfall journey essential for travellers Judgment and grace Welcome to the third podcast in this series Essentials for travellers who undertake the waterfall journey So far, we've looked at identity The importance of knowing who we are, whose we are, and what we are here for. And authenticity. How to be like Jesus, we all need heart surgery, so that we can be the real thing, the same on the outside as on the inside. In this episode, we're going to look at judgment and grace. The waterfall journey is about learning to live in the presence of the Father. It is about place. And so too are judgment and grace. They also are about place where we stand to live our lives. Understanding about judgment and grace will help position us to live out God's kingdom while still on earth. In the Old Testament, the framework for justice and judgment was the law. In the Garden of Eden, no such system was needed. For there was harmony in the relationships between the father and his children. They were all of one mind and spirit. After the fall, when sin entered the world, fracturing trust and relationships, the spiritual battle between man and the devil and God was enjoined. Judgment was the plumb line of God's truth between good and evil. A framework of justice was needed and the law was given to Moses and the Israelites to mould them into a nation chosen by God as his own. The Ten Commandments set the tone, the values and the absolute behaviour. The law backed this up with the regulations allowing peaceful and safe living for a nation wandering in the desert. Sin was breaking that law when a penalty had to be paid by a blood sacrifice. Then Jesus came and by his sacrifice on the cross he paid the price once and for all for all our sin. His blood sacrifice on the cross was the once and future payment for the sins of the world. Did we deserve it? No. It was God's grace that opened up for us the freedom from sin's burden and the new covenant relationship with the Father where the law was written on the heart. Grace means undeserved favour. We cannot earn this place that our God has freely given us to be back in the presence of the Father, unburdened and covered with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. The gift of the cross was free to us, but cost our God dearly. Now let's look up and stand before the sweep of history to see on the left the years of the Old Testament, the years of the law, a system that delivered judgment. In the middle stands the cross of Jesus Christ. And over to the right, the years of grace and burdened by sin extending to eternity. We have a choice to which system we live under. We can live under judgment, or we can live under grace. The plumb line of judgment is the cross. To see what this means for us, we must look at the words of Jesus in Matthew 7 verse 1. Jesus says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. What Jesus is saying is that if you judge, then you are on the left-hand side of the cross, in the framework of justice, as in the Old Testament. That means you place yourself under the law, where sin has a penalty. Further, Satan is the accuser, See Zechariah, chapter 3 and verse 1. And if you make a judgment, Satan will come into agreement with it. In law, where there is an agreement between two people, there is a binding contract. Thus, if I judge someone else, the devil will come into agreement with me, and we bind up that person in chains. A gentleman called Mark Verkler spent much time analysing the thoughts of born-again Christians, and he discovered that 85% of the thought processes are negative. This means we are continually making judgments and releasing negative thoughts about circumstances and people. We begin to understand how important it is that our mind is renewed to be aligned to the mind of Christ. It is a salutary exercise to sit and review your thought processes over the previous 24 hours. How many times have your thoughts been negative or judgmental when you've thought about your family, your neighbors, your church members, people on the street and politicians in a detrimental way? Thus we, the people of God, do the work of the devil. On the other hand, how many times have your thoughts been filled with love and blessing as you looked on others? We all have to work continually to align our minds to the thoughts of God. I find this continually challenging. When I look at my thought processes, so often it's the little foxes that spoil the vineyard. Mark Verkler, recommends a regular spring cleaning of the mind. And as we see in Romans 12 verse 2, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Outwardly, when the Israelites kept the law as a nation, they were blessed. And when they forgot their God, their fortunes suffered. Living under the law is living outside the waterfall. It is impossible to be free of the burden of sin, for the law was about actions. You did the wrong thing, you paid the price. No one could keep all the regulations of the law. But the law did not help wounded souls or destructive behaviours. People still lived independently of their father, driven by need, self-focused and self-serving. Fractured relationships, behavioral difficulties were not changed by the law. Hearts were hardened and distress was present and the law could not and did not help. We are so blessed to live after the cross of Jesus Christ. We all one day will stand before the throne of grace, and our lives will come under the judgment of Christ. However, right now, I can live in the grace won by Jesus, by the shedding of his blood for me. The cross means that I now have free access to the throne room, to live once again in harmony in the presence of the Father, clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And in the restored relationship with the Father, in the waterfall of His love, I can be healed and made whole. My image can be restored, and I can live in freedom, aligned to the will and the purpose of God. Grace is the new covenant of Jesus Christ, written on hearts of flesh. Isaiah in 66, verse 2, says, This is the one I esteem, he who is humble. And contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. Grace is about us being open hearted to God's way, living kingdom values, displaying the fruits of the Spirit, extending to others the grace that we are receiving. Though the grace is undeserved and unearned, the cross is the plumb line of justice, a place of choice. Do I accept the gift of Jesus in his death, of the life, of the promise, of the hope? It means that I do have a part to play in choosing whether I live under judgment or grace, and that choice rests in the need both to forgive and to be forgiven. Forgiveness is a meaty thing. It is not a one-off and a for-all-time event. It is a daily, minute-by-minute touch on the tiller of life to keep on track. To be forgiven must not become a casual muttering of meaningless words. To be forgiven, we need to take responsibility for our actions. This means we must have an awareness of when we sin. This requires us to be ever-reflecting on where we are in relation to our Father, listening to the whisper of the Holy Spirit as He guides us through life, rectifying and renewing. When we realize that we are out of alignment with the mind and heart of the Father, we can acknowledge our sin, own it, and take responsibility for it. We can repent and change direction away from the behaviours or the mindset that has caused us to fall, and walk through the cross of Jesus Christ, washed in his blood, to freedom. God's mercy and grace is extended to us as we offer this forgiveness to others. But let us remind ourselves of what Jesus said, For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. If we do not do as Jesus commanded, and we judge others, we take ourselves back under the Old Testament system of justice, the law. When we understand how judgment and grace work, and the huge debt we owe Jesus through the cross, It allows us to exercise our choice into where we stand to live our lives. Grace allows us to be free to learn and grow, nourished by love. It prepares us for our calling to be significant and effective as we follow the Holy Spirit to play our part in God's story. Grace influences more than just actions. It is both the way and the how of what we do. As we undertake the waterfall journey to wholeness and holiness, more and more we too should flow in the grace that has been gifted to us, enabling us more and more to walk as Jesus walked.